Aliens Explored is a podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? On the 26th of December 2004, an earthquake in the Indian Ocean caused a tsunami which affected communities along the surrounding coasts of the Indian Ocean. But what of the strange lights seen for days beforehand and the claims by some that the governments knew about it but were prevented from acting by extraterrestrial forces? Join myself and Neil as we discuss the 2004 Tsunami UFOs. Hello listeners and welcome back to Aliens Explored, your weekly look at all things mysterious in the skies, under the sea, in the centre of the hollow earth and all sorts of and and in the offices of our government um, welcome <laughs> back i uh, say so we're we're usually your weekly podcast we're, we're back after a break um we took um all of december off um not not intentionally at first um it just that one thing got in the way of another and and yeah we ended up taking the, a rather longer break than we had intended to so um i'd like to welcome you all back and wish you all a happy new year and all the very best in 2022. Um, I'm one of your I'm one of your um, hosts, Neil Kelly, and I'm your other host, Stu Jackson. And yes, to echo that, happy new year to all our listeners. Hoping your 2022 is well better than your 2021. <laughs> yep, and as this is our 73rd episode, if you're new to us and um, it's, it's taken you a year to catch up, we'd like to wish you all the best for 2023 as well, in case that's, yeah. that's how long it takes you to catch up. <laughs> Absolutely. There's, yeah, 73 episodes in. Well, this is number 73, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. Including, including this one. So That's, yeah. uh, that's quite, yeah. uh, quite a thing. Quite and a we're thing, picking it up we? again. We lost a bit of momentum, but... Um, December's always an odd time for us, isn't it? So, well, as as actors, yeah, we well as as actors of a certain age and male, yes. yeah, um, we're kind of in demand around. <laughs> we we this kind season. of are, more than any other time of the year. Um, in fact, yeah, often not at all at any other time of the year. Um, but yeah, so uh, we've we've I've had my stick my beard stuck on. And going ho 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 to lots and lots of children over the December yeah. period. Yeah, I've been I, away from home to do it. You have. You've been doing it in person. Um, mm. I've been doing it over Zoom, but we have been busy. Um, yeah, I'll be glad to grow my eyebrows back. I'll be honest. Did, did you have to shave those off? Uh, have to? No, no. I I chose to um, mm. because I have very dark eyebrows. So um, I have it in the past use like white makeup to colour them in, but I always think that looks a bit well shit, to be honest. Well I, I was using that, but then my hat pulled down so far you couldn't really see them anyway, so you know. Yeah, 
um, that's the thing. But I've managed to get some uh, really good quality um, stick on that prosthetic eyebrows. So, but of mm. course, I had to remove my eyebrows to do that. Right. So, yeah. So yeah, I've been shaving my eyebrows. I'm growing my beard back. I'm growing my eyebrows back. My head. I'm probably going to keep shaving. Yeah, it's a good look. I think yeah. shiny buns. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, nature's I'm, doing a lot of it for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm number one these days. It's my natural, my natural style. <laughs> you know, I used, to, I used to go to the barbers and say I'll have a number four, and then he'd say, Are you "Sure, you know, it's, you might want to do a number three or <laughs> number, and then there'll be number two, and that's that's number one." And yes, I'm growing my beard back because you don't want to be sticking a fake beard onto a real beard because. For one, you need an awful lot more glue, and then for two, you can't get that glue out of your real beard afterwards. No, so, and removing the stick-on beard is bloody painful when you're mm. ripping. Anyone who's waxed will uh, sympathise. As I'm that. sure a lot of our listeners have. Anyway, yeah. um, let's <laughs> let's let's, uh, let's let's get to what we what we what we do best: shouting at each other <laughs> about something. <laughs> Indeed. Well, instead of shouting over the mince pies uh, mm. and cherries, uh, yeah, yes. let's shout over um, over some UFO stuff. Uh, so this is an interesting, interesting one we've got today. Uh, we're going back to obviously the very sad events of two thousand and four, Boxing Day, Boxing Day in the in the, the Indian Ocean. Yeah, and the uh, the earthquake and tsunami. Mm. Um, that, that affected a lot of people. I mean, yeah, um, number of different countries uh, or, or, yeah. or, or territories. Um, yeah. Uh, so what do you know already, Neil, about the association with UFOs, though, with the 2004 um, tsunami? Very little until you told me that this was the subject we were going to be um, <laughs> discussing. Um, so, yes, as with, I suppose, most cataclysmic events, be they 9-11 or the Kennedy assassination or even something like the death of Diana, um, of course, people like to connect the dots and all sorts of conspiracies start to start to abound, especially in this, in this era of social media, mm. immediate communications and um, what do they call it, our, our, um, our silos of information, our, our echo chambers, and so, yes, so um, inevitably, conspiracy theories have started about the 2004 tsunami. Um, it's not believed that any any terrestrial power on this earth has the a weapon powerful enough to have created that effect. So we're, we're looking to extraterrestrials. Who might have done it for, um, well, there's, there seems to be so, suggesting a benign reason for wanting to do it. Mm, yes, uh, I mean there is an association with uh, terrestrial sort of governments and uh, a collusion almost. So, but yeah, you're, so you're referring to this theory that um, extraterrestrial entities wanted to correct the wobble in the Earth's rotation. Now, I hadn't ever heard anything about a wobble in the Earth's rotation. That was definitely there. Was that it? Was definitely a thing, yes. And, and is it since the tsunami definitely now no longer a thing? According to uh, quite a few Indian scientists, yes. 
Right. That's okay. changed your thinking suddenly, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I can, now, the, the listeners can't in... see your face, but you've gone, oh. <laughs> no, I've gone, okay, yeah, there, there will always be scientists. Where, where, even on things where there's a, a sort of 98% consensus, scientific consensus on something, yeah, there will still be the minority of scientists who either have an agenda or they have a some for they for some reason they will go against the flow. There will always be that on on any uh, yes. on, on any scientific theory on any yeah on on and any phenomenon there'll be a scientist who disagrees with the other scientists. I mean, scientists. In fact, scientists are really inclined to disagree, aren't they? Because you can actually you can actually make your mark in the scientific world by disproving a commonly believed theory by saying, well, yeah. look, this isn't true or, or it's not true in this circumstance. So, yes. yeah. Oh. So, so when you've got 98% of the world's scientists agreed that there is, um, that climate change is going to be catastrophic and it's being caused by human activity. Well, yeah, that, that for me, that's very powerful because that's 98% of people who have an incentive to disagree Mm. Whose whose business is all that disagreeing? All agreeing on this thing. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, that. absolutely. Climate change is is very very real, and we need yeah. massive massive amounts of change on an unprecedented scale. But there are still scientists saying it's not a real thing, or it's a natural phenomenon, no. or you know, yeah, there there are. There's that two percent. You're you're always um, going to get that fringe element who just want to make a name for themselves. As yeah. you say, I mean, you get the same with COVID. It's like. Oh yes, like some alleged scientists say, masks don't work, or vaccination doesn't work, or some yeah. utter bullshit like that. And, and with all these conspiracies, as with this conspiracy theory, there, there's the suggestion that somehow the world's governments are colluding with each other. They don't even collude with themselves. But <laughs> let's let, let's look yeah. at why that one has come about, though. In this case, so we're talking about six different governments um, of countries affected by this tsunami. Only six? Uh, I believe so. Uh, that's the, that's my understanding. Now, the majority of them um, knew that the tsunami was coming. Did they, though? In advance. We, we, we might only be talking hours... But they did know. My my friend, my good friend Andy, a, a, a guy I've known since I was five years old. We met at at um, primary school, infant school, and um, he was there. He was on holiday in Thailand, mm-hmm. and he and his friends were living in sort of huts on the beach. And they'd all agreed that the next morning they would get up and they would go to this restaurant that was sort of kind of on the headland. It was this mm-hmm. big restaurant with these enormous windows, great view of the sea. And so Andy got up that morning and um, climbed out of bed. He was naked and um, he did his morning exercises because that's what he did at the time. So he was doing his press-ups next to his bed when he saw water coming under the door. Mm. And he thought, before he had time to think, what the fuck is that? The bottom, like a about a half a metre of, of his door just broke off and water gushed in filling his hut so he was kind of being swirled around and pushed up to the ceiling looking like to be drowned in his hut until the back door of his hut burst open and he was flushed out naked down um, off the beach 
uh, where he managed to um, he managed to get uh, he managed to grab hold of a, a a post managed to hold on to it, and he was also lucky that that when as the tide was receding, there was a set of railings there which stopped all this debris that was being carted out. It stopped it hitting him because a lot of people were killed or mm. seriously injured by that. And uh, yeah, so he was wandering naked around the streets of, of I've forgotten what, where it was exactly in Thailand. So this came completely out of the blue. And, and the restaurant they were going to go to, um, which he was late for, everyone was killed there. There were these enormous windows, so 20-foot high windows. That this wave just crashed through them and oh. slaughtered the lot. So, yeah, so I, I do have a personal attachment to it. And mm. I remember some of the details very well. It, you know, it was Boxing Day. I mean, half the world, I mean, I, I know that part of the world they're not, Christians, they're probably not celebrating Christmas, um, but yeah, you, you can. Yeah, I suppose from a Western point of view, uh, we're imagining that everything was kind of shut down. There was a, a skeleton staff on anywhere, and you you can't predict a, a tectonic plate. And then that that wave moved at the speed of sound, pretty much. It moves at a tremendous pace. Well, you, you, you can predict just with short notice. And when I say they knew about it, I don't mean the public. The public didn't know, but the governments knew hours in advance. Well, they would have chose seen, to do nothing. Did they choose to do nothing, or was there just nothing they could do? Because I, I, remember, I remember particularly they were saying um, the furthest reaches of the tsunami was the east coast of Africa, and it's basically Kenya and Somalia were going to be hit. They were able to notify those, and they said, well, probably... Kenya will be able to do something about it. They will be able to get you know, warn people and get them out. But Somalia won't because they don't have the communications infrastructure. And the country's, you know, the country's been devastated by wars and all mm. sorts for a long time. It's hit by poverty. They, they, they just wouldn't, for all the will in the world, they, did, they had no means to communicate. They just have to watch these people get swept away. The Kenyans had a chance. But they were, they were much further away. Yes, and, and we're still talking about within an hour or two of this thing actually going off. Yeah, but no attempt was made. This is what I I struggled to get my head around a little bit. Is no attempt was made. You know, you say what could they have done? Well, they could have evacuated, or at least tried to evacuate, or given some warning to people. But they didn't. Now, the, their official well, reason hmm. for for not doing that is. We didn't want to scare people. Right. Well, shouldn't <laughs> yeah. people be scared of a scary thing? Yeah. You know? Um, Absolutely. You know, if, if you're aware of a thing, then, you know, you stand a chance of being able to do something about it, like to protect yourself or, mm. you know, to jump in your car and head on out to the hills or whatever. But it but is they, like it is like a bomb going off, and there's an explosion as it spreads outwards. You know, you've only yes. got so if you, if you're within the event horizon of that bomb, you've got very little time to do anything about it. Well, they did have hours. This is the thing. Well, in Kenya and Somalia, but maybe. But I mean, this thing—a a tsunami moves. You know, we're talking about six hundred miles an hour. That mm-hmm. wave's moving it, and then as it gets nearer the coast and the water gets shallower, it slows down. But that because it's very shallow at that point, it's a very low wave. Yeah, a very very broad is from 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 front to back, very very broad, moving very fast. And then as it reaches shallow waters, the back kind of catches up with the front, and that's where it builds up into a 
a big wave still moving at tremendous speed and and moving with the force of a tide. It doesn't just break like a wave. It just keeps coming, and you know, it's a, a massive surge. But I, I can't see how they would have had much time. Well, I mean, earthquakes, I'm not saying, you know, basically they had hours from when the earthquake happened. I'm saying they had hours notice before the earthquake happened because mm. there are monitorable sort of shifts. I, I'm not I'm not a geologist at mm. all, but um, as I understand it, there are things that, that kind of warning signs that you get that a major earthquake is going to happen before it actually does. But this um, isn't an area where that kind of thing used, typically used to happen, was it? But but it's reported they did know about it hours before the earthquake took place. But but who said that? I haven't seen that anywhere. I've been searching for it, and I haven't... You know, I've, I've looked at sites like strangertractor.co.uk and dawn.com, you know, conspiracy theorists see dark forces behind the tsunami... I, I can't remember the specific places that I read them, unfortunately, because I, I yeah. look all over the place, read a lot of news reports and, and that. So uh, it must be from investigations done after the event. Because one of the things that, that tipped up as well, it wasn't just the local governments, the United States Geological Survey and Ocean Monitoring Agencies also knew about it. And decided to do nothing. But did they? Yeah, they knew it was going to happen before it happened. Yes. And they knew it was going to be of that magnitude. Yes. And chose to do nothing. But that doesn't make any sense. To me, it makes zero sense. And this yeah, is why. I, I mean, to, to me, a, a conspiracy theory is compelling when you can think, oh, yeah, well, someone would have had a motivation to do that. But what, what would be the motivation behind not? Not telling people there's a big wave coming, getting them out of the way. Yeah, I have absolutely no idea. Tens of thousands of people die. I, I, I can't piece together the association with that at all. Um, but I can see how conspiracy theories can come about as a result of it, though. There will always be conspiracy theories. There will always I, be conspiracy theories. There'll always be this idea that governments are colluding, and you know, there's there, there's these. Was it the the satanic, the, the Satan worshiping paedophiles who, who uh, eat yeah. children? Yeah, you know, those. Yeah, you know, that government, that secret government. But I would um, I would say that you're always going to get these theories about governments colluding with aliens, with extraterrestrials, because they are. Hmm. And, you know, you can't hide something like that 100%. So the conspiracy is that these aliens came along and said, look, Earth's got a bit of a wobble in its orbit. If we don't fix it, what's going to happen? Are we going to fall out of our orbit and crash into the sun or something like that? Yeah, we need to fix this. And basically, um, we've got to set off a, a massive earthquake at this point here, which will cause a big tsunami. Um, best you don't tell anyone about it. It will, look, it will look like a natural disaster. Um, you don't want to tell anyone you knew about it because the only way you could have known about it in advance is by us telling you we're going to do it. Mm. We, we have a weapon that can do it. And really? Um, I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't have an answer as to why they weren't allowed to tell anybody. Hmm. But the fact that 
Well, you don't even have you, you, you don't have to tell them a bit about the extraterrestrials and fixing the wobble. Do you? you just have to tell them you know, we've detected seismic yeah. activity, which suggests it's going to cause a tsunami. We need to evacuate all these areas. I know. I know. I I, I I'm right with you on that. That doesn't make any sense to me. However, for all six governments to choose to do nothing, for the United States, all of them know about it, choose to do nothing. Well, apparently the United States did do something. They they got their base in the Indian Ocean on Diego Garcia, um, which apparently did they evacuate it or did they? I mean, there's, if you're on an island in the way in the path of a tsunami, there's not much you can do apart from unless you can fly. And I suppose an air, but did they get everyone? Well, if you've got uh, enough notice, I mean, you, you don't have to move as fast as the tsunami. Well, it, it says America's Navy base on the Indian Ocean jungle atoll of Diego Garcia was notified and escaped unscathed. Well, so what do they do? Did, how did, how did, you, who escaped? I mean, the, the island can't escape unscathed unless it's got natural defences anyway. Um, unless, you know, you're talking about we, we managed to... You know, get all of our all of our service personnel onto aircraft and have them up in the air when the tsunami hit. I think that that must be you know applying a sense of logic to it, or in boats like because if you've got five hours' notice, say for example, mm. and you can get out of range of it within three hours mm. on a boat, well, that's fine. You can get away from it. Because yeah. like I said, bear in mind, it's notice before the earthquake. So they don't have to outrun the tsunami. They've got, like, a head start. Hmm. So, yeah. But, but yeah, whether it's by boat, whether it's by air, yes, I, I would take it that that means they evacuated the island. But even more... So <laughs> you're just but, saying that. I, no, I wasn't aware of that evacuation. But even more of a reason, why didn't they do anything... About Sri Lanka, why didn't they do anything about India? Why didn't they do anything about the Maldives? Why not Thailand? Why did they choose to do nothing? Um, I, I think there was nothing they could do. They were so close to the epicenter, relatively, and probably in a lot of those areas, there's very poor transport and communications that you just couldn't have reached the people. Well, I'm going to throw some more information at you now um, All right. in the run up to this so, so we're talking days in advance now not not just hours but days in advance ufo activity around that area went up through the roof now this is not an area where you normally get ufo activity it's very unusual but suddenly mm-hmm. for days in advance there was huge amounts of ufo activity being reported Okay. Lights in the sky over the sea, bobbing in and out of the water. And has that UFO activity, UFO activity now subsided? Yes. Yes, it, it stopped around the time of the earthquake. So there are, the, there are these scientists in India who are mm-hmm. saying... Who are saying 
UFOs had to set this thing off to fix a wobble. Ah, uh, no, no. This, all the scientists have said, just to be absolutely clear, the scientists have said nothing about UFOs at all. All they have said is that there was a wobble before, which there was. I mean, the, the, that's not a, just these Indian scientists. Uh, there was definitely a wobble in the Earth's rotation, but they're saying that after the earthquake, and mm. most likely as a direct result of it, that wobble is gone. So was this wobble caused by another earthquake? I think the wobble's been around for so long that I don't... I don't I, I'm not 100% on this. Or? But I, oh, oh, it was definitely getting worse. And now it's fixed. And now it's now it seems to be fixed. Yeah, we're 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 joining dots here. Where we are, you know, that's <laughs> what we do. I, so, so, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I know. There's a it's a human tendency to to join dots to create a story to make things significant, but I'm, I'm not buying it. I'm not. You know, tectonic plates shift. That's that's what. They do. That, that's what has always happened, and occasionally you'll get a a catastrophic one like that, and um, yeah, you'll get a tsunami. It happens, but yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm not quite ready to make that <laughs> leap. <laughs> it is so, a leap to, to tie it into the sky, or 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 to say that you know that that extraterrestrials have been in touch with our governments. And said, look, we need to fix this wobble. Yeah, and, and even if that was case, the truth, why wouldn't they say, well, look, why don't we just, you know, tell people there's yeah. some alarming seismic activity in the area. Please evacuate. We're expecting um, something catastrophic. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to – this is a theory that has just this second occurred to me. Okay. So so it might not stand up to much, but I'm going okay, to give it I've got, a go I've got, anyway. I've got, gun, I've got my guns loaded. <laughs> <laughs> You're okay. on my radar. I'm, I'm going to give it a go anyway. We have the technology to give us hours worth of notice about a major earthquake. To give Sorry, to give who an hour's... Oh, to give anyone, and like hours worth of... Not an hour, but... Hours, so, no, several so, hours notice. We, we we have the technology to know that an earthquake's going to happen in before. several hours. Yes, but what I'm, we don't I'm, have is the technology to know that an earthquake is going to happen in several days. So, a proper evacuation would take days. If they were going to evacuate, that would be the way to do it, is with days worth of notice. But that's instantly going to tip off that there is some very strange... How would they know? How would they have that much notice? I'm, I'll am t- I'll you where this theory is slightly influenced by is um, what in World War II, what they called the Coventry problem. You're mm-hmm. probably aware of this, I would have thought. Yeah, I am very aware of this. I'm aware that, um, yeah, I, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah in, I, for our, for any listeners who perhaps aren't familiar, in World War II, uh, the British government intercepted Nazi plans to bomb Coventry, a, a major city in the UK. Hmm. Um, and a favourite target of everyone. And, and a very favoured target. 
However, if they had have evacuated Coventry, it would have tipped off the Nazis that we could break their codes. Hmm. And in one of the most horrendous, I mean, oh, it gives me shivers just to think about that position that, that Churchill was in. They decided to allow Coventry to be bombed without evacuating it. Because ultimately, not allowing the Nazis to know that we'd we'd broken their codes, it's argued saved far more lives. But what an impossible situation that's in. Now I'm going to well, liken wait minute, this. Wait a minute! It isn't isn't that a World War Two myth though? Um, one of the myths around the the Enigma machine and everything, because there were lots of cities bombed more heavily than Coventry. The most the most heavily bombed city in the UK was Plymouth, because bombing technology at the time. I mean, one of the reasons why the Germans gave up trying to bomb British airfields, fighter fighter airfields in the Battle of Britain, was because they could only really find an airfield in the daytime, and a daytime bombing raid in those days was a suicide mission. You know, you were going to get blasted out. You've got these, you're in these lumbering, slow moving, heavily laden bombers. You're at the mercy of fight. You know, Britain had good air defences. You're at the mercy of anti aircraft fire. You're at the mercy of, of, of a, a good fighter force. Um, you're going to get, you're going to die. And so they switched to night bombing. But the only thing they could hit at night were cities. And especially, they, I mean, they could find London because they could follow it up the Thames Estuary and find London, find the London docks, and they could find Plymouth, which was of strategic importance. It's a naval town. In if you're an American, it's the equivalent of um, San Diego. Um, so it's a it's a favourite hit. That's what got hit the most because they could bomb it at night. Coventry, um, well, yeah, it, there there was that famous raid, but no cities were ever evacuated. They were just defending. Well, no. They would have had they were normal okay. air defences. We're, we're, we're digressing away from the point yeah. here, I, and, and I don't want us to no. lose the point on this. Um, and yeah, I, I'd not heard it was a myth, but granted, I you know it maybe it was, uh, uh, but the I, principle I think it was a myth. The principle still remains that that in this theory that I'm I'm putting forward to have evacuated would have tipped the hand that they either had access to technologies that um, that they shouldn't have, that, that nobody knows mm. about, or that they're in collusion with other beings. Um, and that is my theory as to why they didn't evacuate. It would have tipped right. their hand. I'm putting that out there. Like I say, that's, that's just mm. kind of off the top of my head a bit. But uh, but there we are. Anyway, we have hit that point in the show where we summarise our thoughts. I don't think we need much summarising from yourself, do we, Neil? <laughs> no, or we do don't. We? No. no, we don't. <laughs> um, you don't think there's any connection, is that fair to say? I, I don't think there's any connection. There might have been lights in the skies, but you know, um, I, I always take those with a pinch of salt as well. That's my job on this show. Um, <laughs> but also, no, I think the the the... The, the tectonic plate just shifted. It caused a tsunami which moved at tremendous speed in a part of the world where people have very poor communication systems and very poor infrastructure, and they didn't stand a chance. That's what I think. I don't think, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't buy the conspiracy theory. Okay. That's my, that's my last word on the matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, as much as I've been 
putting the case forward for the the conspiracy theory, uh, if you like, for the the theory. I I don't know as I entirely buy into it myself. It's mm. it seems a bit of a straight. You said earlier, like you know, it's quite a leap mm. to take, and it is it is a leap. I think I find it curious that there were a large number of UFOs in the days preceding. I think that is something that bears out investigation because UFOs around earthquakes before the earthquakes happen is Mm. actually a fairly common theme in ufology. Okay. Um, So it's war. Well, (laughs) it may be that what people are seeing as UFOs, these lights around the area, are a natural... Reaction. It may just be a, a natural process of the earthquake coming. So I think investigation needs to be put very heavily into that because that in itself may be an early warning sign or it may of be an earthquake. Com- or it may be completely unrelated. Or it could be unrelated, but I think the, the research needs to be done. I, I'm not... You know, UFOs are simply unidentified. Mm. UFOs are not automatically extraterrestrial visitors or extra-dimensional Cause, cause then, visitors. Because then they'd or... be identified, wouldn't they? Exactly. Um, so the fact that there is this correlation or this this seeming correlation between major earthquakes and UFO sightings, mm. I think a lot of research needs to go into that. Um, as to whether or not it was... <laughs> I don't want to rule it out because... The fact that this wobble was corrected, yeah, I, I don't want to rule it out, but I, I would like to know a lot more about this wobble and when it was noticed and how bad it was getting and when it was suddenly corrected. I, I would like to know a lot more about that. That's something to to look up, definitely. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't want to rule it out, but yeah, I'm. I'm Keeping an open mind, and that's what we both do. That's mm, both our jobs, isn't it? Is that's keeping our job. an open keep, mind. Well, <laughs> all right. I'll keep an, <laughs> yeah. I'll keep an open mind. Um, yeah. Uh, but what do you think, listeners? Was the 2004 tsunami um, just simply an act of nature and unrelated to anything extraterrestrial? Or are we missing something? Is there some missing link to it all that means that such a leap doesn't have to be made? Uh, Do let us know via the usual means. You can uh, email us, aliensexplored at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, by searching Aliens Explored. Or you can go to aliensexplored.com. Um. Join us next time. Speaking about people emailing, Neil. Uh, yeah. We had a lovely, lovely email from an Israel. Yes. Uh, this is a not, person. Not, 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 not from the, the country. country. <laughs> the <person>. yeah. <laughs> but a person, yes, Israel. Uh, uh, smash an email. And Israel raised some really interesting questions. So next week, we're going to do a listener special. We're going to look at Israel's email and we're going to address some of the points uh, that he raises. I'll look forward to that. Very excited for that. You don't want to miss that one, listeners. In the meantime, keep watching what those governments are doing and who they're talking to. And the skies. 
Take care for now. Catch you next time. Bye bye. Aliens Explored is a Fecal Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter or Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit us on aliensexplored.com.